Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee, and with me is Todd. Todd, how are you? I am well, sir. How are you? I don't know. In fact, you already said that you're Lee, which yeah. means uh, I'm doing okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, we got, what, three games left, if I can do my math correctly. The Bears, the Lions, the improving Lions, although Jared Goff's off today, or not off, he's out. Um with COVID, and there's so many people, I can't even keep track of who's on the COVID list anymore for different oh, teams. It's oh, ridiculous. It's, it's and then, and then they, <laughs> so you know, it's funny. We go back from say the first half of the season, and we're looking at where things stand with the last half, and we're like, okay, we got the Bears, you know, if we're still in it, that should be okay. And then, oh, the Lions, that's a win. And then, ooh, the Cardinals, and now it's like the Lions are tougher than the Cardinals. <laughs> Like, yeah, the NFL season's been ridiculous. Yep. Yeah, the Cardinals are definitely. I mean, I would rather uh, the Seahawks per- be performing like the Cardinals, because even though the Cardinals are, I mean, three straight losses and they are bad losses. I mean, yeah. especially the Lions. I mean, they just got smoked, as you said last week, or, or crushed, or whatever euphemism you said for utter destruction. They were there. Uh, I think but, I, I said they got Matrix resurrected. <laughs> Without the resurrection. <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah, but they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, the one now the way they're playing, are they going to do anything in the playoffs? Hell no. They're going to get destroyed in the playoffs unless they can turn things around. Which beats missing the playoffs and beats having a losing season after year 12 and 4. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Not mocking the Cardinals in any by any means, but it's been a weird ass year, that's for sure. Yeah, it has. I mean, and there's three games left, and as we stand right now, um, now things could change by game time because I think if the Vikings win and somebody else has to win, I can't remember who it is. Um, but the if those two teams win, then by game time today, the Seahawks are mathematically out of the playoffs. They have a .01% chance. <laughs> um, if the 49ers win again, um, they're out. Even it, it's kind of funny because a winning team. Well, I guess the 49ers are what eight and eight now. Is that right? No, no, that's they're eight and seven now. So a winning team, Seattle could has a better chance of passing for the playoffs than other losing teams because they beat the 49ers twice right. e- easily. I mean, you crushed them twice, to be honest, right? right. And then it's like other teams. It's like. I, you look at this, and actually, I think we posted something on 12th Man Rising earlier today, just about the fact that, you know, if they replayed week one now, there's no way the Seahawks beat the Colts. No. So it's just, it goes to show you how seasons can change. And I don't care if Russell Wilson missed three games, because everybody's going to keep talking about the, even John, the great John Clayton keeps talking, oh, you know, when your quarterback gets hurt, he's, 
Well, I don't care. They were one and two, and I think they would have been one and right. two with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Because the offense sucks. And there's, um, there's been something wrong with Russ since about the midpoint of last season. I mean, we know that. We haven't written a lot about it, but both of us have done at least one article on that before. And I, I don't know what – nobody knows what it is, obviously, because if they did, it would be fixed. I don't know if it's just something mental. I don't think so. I wonder if he maybe he needs Lasix. I mean, seriously, something is going on with this guy. And this is before, long before the injury. It's before this season. And he'll definitely have some games where he looks like the Russ of old, and he'll have some plays, even in games where he's not that great. And it's like, oh, my God, look at that throw. But he's not making them that often. <clears throat> and, and it's funny because, you know, this is a team that, like, oh, we could play, I don't know, we could sign a 35-year-old washed-up running back. And, oh, it's okay. But if we lose Tyler Lockett, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah because it's, it's i don't know i mean dk metcalf that whole connection is and, and i feel like people are like trying to do too much with that i was like oh there's a dk uh, uh, yesterday i was having a conversation with somebody not on a podcast obviously and not one of the seahawks but having a conversation with somebody like oh how long do you think russell wilson's gonna be in seattle and i said yeah, i'll be there for eight years which i think he will yeah, and they I, said oh well, what about dk metcalf he got really pissed at, at wilson on the sideline did he what are you watching? He didn't. Yeah. That's that you're reading too much into that. A player gets upset. A good player gets upset and they should get upset. Exactly. Even if he was really pissed, is he not supposed to be pissed? Right. When he's doing his job time after he beat, he's beating Jalen Ramsey for Christ's sake. Yeah. Repeatedly. And his quarterback's not getting him the ball. Is like, is he supposed to be happy? Are you kidding me? Of course he's yeah, of course. Once somebody who say. competes, right? I mean, that anybody should <laughs> no, get. Oh, I would much rather have some guy who says, "Yeah, well, that's the breaks, whatever." It's like that guy would be off the team. Yeah. You want the guy who's competitive, who's mad that we're not connecting, but it's not like he's pouting and not going to talk to Russ. Exactly. He's not. Happened. He's not singularly upset at Russell Wilson. He is frustrated exactly. with the with the situation, and that's how you should be. Exactly. He hasn't been getting the ball enough, and he certainly hasn't. And I think that is, I think it's Russ not being Russ for some reason. Because he, right. how many times has he missed that one throw that down the sideline? Jalen Ramsey tipped away, but only because it was right. so well underthrown. Even the the pass to Gerald Everett that got several that, yards was an underthrow. Right. Just, I mean, if you have not, sorry to interrupt, but if you have a different offensive coordinator, you're putting DK Metcalf in more positions to succeed instead of, hey, why don't you just go run this crossing route or run deep? Okay, yeah. thanks. I think they can figure it out. Even, even even the egregious call, and we both agree that, that it certainly didn't help that the refs and the league were on the side of the Rams. I mean, that's clear. You know, reschedule the game and then not reschedule today's game for the Hawks. You know, and the refereeing was like beyond atrocious. But if Russ had thrown the ball the way Russ normally throws that ball, DJ Dallas hasn't doesn't have to come back for it. No. He was past the defender. He goes right over his shoulder, and he's in for a score. That's that's what frustrates me the most. It's not the fact that, that we didn't get the call. It's the fact that there shouldn't have been an opportunity for the call because Russ blew the throw mm-hmm. like he did the entire game. And it's not like I'm blaming Russ. He's like, oh, man, he's playing terrible. He is, but does anybody think that that's what he wants? Yeah. I mean, this guy is crazy competitive. That's why, he's, that's why he came back way too damn soon. 
And that's on the coaches. The coaches need to say, it's like, dude, you can't even get under center when he first came back. It's like, and he's, how many plays is, are they playing out of, are they running out of shotgun? Even oh, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, they've kind of done that a lot anyway, but I mean, when you have to play shotgun on, on third and short situations, it kind of yeah. narrows what you can do. Exactly. You know, I saw some article talking about how play action has really dropped. It's like kind of hard to run play action out of that formation. I mean, you can, but uh, it doesn't work the same way. And I'm no offensive genius. Or I, I have we have a podcast, right? I'm not working in the NFL. But to me, it's like I can watch other teams and think, OK, your your quarterback has to play out a shotgun, right? I've seen other teams have, oh, you know what? Maybe we should just have a running back take the direct snap and run for the ball. Or maybe we should, you know, you could have Wilson line up as a quarterback and then flank out wide while the running back. I mean, there's so many different things you could do on that situation. They suck on third down. Yeah, just go to to YouTube, Kansas City Chiefs, just randomly. And you'll, you'll see four or five plays that the Seahawks could run and they never attempt. I mean, granted, the Chiefs are kind of like the pinnacle of offensive insanity in a good way. But, duh, <laughs> it's the blueprint's right there. At least try something, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's I mean, really- because it's, it's you know, it's the, the team is like, it, the offense especially, and the defense to a great degree, but the offense especially plays like it's afraid to make a mistake. Like, okay, we got to do, we can't do too much, because why? You're five and nine. Do right. Do something. I mean, do, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same result or expecting different results, right, is a definition of insanity. I just I know a lot of people, Pete, the head coach in any organization, gets the blame for a lot. And then, you know, oh, the the defense is Pete's fault. It it sucked. That's what we've heard that for what since Ken Norton Jr. has been the defensive coordinator and they haven't had a good defense. Now, the defense is Pete's fault. Oh, Suddenly, it's changed to oh, the offense is Pete's fault. He's got too much, dude. I mean, at some point, the yes, the head coach has the the he right. and Pete will tell you this himself. He has the final say in everything, right? But when it comes to the play calling, play by play, like that third down sweep on third and six, I have no idea what that was. Um, and that wasn't a Pete call. And but and it's, okay, so suddenly the defense is fourth in the league in scoring, and they're getting better. I mean, they they could have got destroyed. The Rams weren't missing that many people on offense, right? They gave right. up 20 points, and really, that was late. It was 10 at yeah. the halftime. The defense is playing well enough to win most of their games. I'm not yeah. saying Ken Norton Jr. should be, you know, whatever. But if you if you if Pete's the problem of the defense when it's bad, then now that they've gotten better, shouldn't Pete get credit for that? I mean, exactly. or what's the and issue? Doesn't. No. Yes. And and I agree with you. The defense definitely has gotten better. Ken Norton still needs to go because they're, they're not a championship defense. I mean, you've talked about it and you've written about it. It's like, you know, the points, I mean, ultimately, that's what matters. Obviously, it's just the points that matter. But the way you get there, you know, the fact that they give up these interminably long drives at the beginnings of games, too, not just at the end of games. It's like, well, you know, if, it, if you're on an eight-minute drive, you can only get seven points out of it. You're not giving up deep strikes but they can't get the other team off the field too often you know they're just terrible preparation <sighs> entering a game and it's just like three weeks ago they were like this carlos dunlap guy who is he oh well, maybe we should play him a defensive end instead of linebacker yeah 
Yeah. I mean, Matthew Stafford uh, doesn't ever want to see Carlos Dunlap again, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And it's just so bizarre. It's like, and that's what's really weird is like, you you knew how to use him last season, and it's the same coordinator. What what do you. I don't know. Unless they thought they loaded up so much on pass rushers and they thought they're going to play Jamal Adams back more. And this makes logical sense whether that was their plan or not. They're going to play Jamal Adams back more because they have enough pass rushers to not have to play Jamal Adams, uh, blitz him as much. And then the pass rush just was terrible because then they were like, we've got so many good pass rushers. What we could do is we could be a little fancy and we could play Mayoa at linebacker and we could play Dunlap more at linebacker. And it's like Carlos Dunlap is a defensive end in this this league. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of 285-pound linebackers in the league. For for reason, uh, that's that's why those linebackers are a little smaller, so they can keep up with players. Yeah. What's the I, What's the great uh, defensive end for the Dolphins who had all this in the 2000s? It's almost like um, he ended up playing. He ended up coming back to Miami like the last year or so of his career. Oh, I'm blanking out on his name now. I can't. Anyway, I know. If he were on this team, yes. Horton Jr. would have been like, maybe you can play linebacker because they're built kind of the same, right? They're kind of yeah. Quick yeah. and and it's like oh this guy looks like he can play linebacker instead of like this guy's gonna have 16 sacks this year but why right. take that away exactly play the guy where he needs to be it's and and the thing is like you said it's like okay well here's our here's our theory well when when you're four or five games in and you can see it's not working <laughs> but you keep on trying to do it and now we're Jesus 14 games in. <laughs> And it took them that long to, like, oh, yeah, maybe we should play the defensive end at defensive end. That's a thought. Yeah, how about that? Amazing. Not like he's going to have three sacks a game every game, but, I mean. No, it would be nice if he did. And and it goes to show you how bad the pass rush has been because he had three sacks against the Rams. He has 4.5 on the season, and now he's second on the team in sacks. (laughs) Yep. It's, it's, It's amazing how we have all these great pass rushers and allegedly and yet the scheme and uh, what and this is of course this is why norton needs to go if they actually had a an actually good or god dare i hope for a great defensive coordinator with with this talent they'd be first they'd be first in the league at fewest points yeah they're not that far off they're really they're succeeding despite the moron who thinks Dunlap is a linebacker. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's yep. what's crazy. They're succeeding despite. It's like, look, well, got Jamal Adams. He's got the all-time record for most sacks by a safety. And he's incredibly great at that role. He made the Pro Bowl for it. That's why we traded for him. It's like, yeah, let's nah, let's just use him as he might as well be a free safety. Let's just leave him back there. What yep. the hell are you doing? Yeah, they should have done the reverse is what they should have done. They should have kept Dunlap where he was originally. And then played Ryan Nill in the safety position and then bring Jamal Adams up as a linebacker. That would have worked better than dropping Dunlap or Mayoa back. It, it Gee, seems, seems like Jeff Schell, Schell uh, wrote about that, like, what, three months ago? Is yeah. playing a linebacker? Before the season. Yep. But, but at the same time, it's like, dude, try something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's and they do that during games too, right? It'll like they they yeah. are not good series to series, and or quarter to quarter. But they sometimes sometimes like against the Steelers, for instance, you go into halftime and they're like, 
maybe we should change it. But they do globally, uh, you know, macro instead of micro. They do the same thing with the with the season, as you just pointed out, right? They it's like okay, more than halfway through the season, they're thinking, oh, maybe we should move Dunlap back when they should have done that like game three. Yeah, just... or the second half of the first game. I mean, you know, it's just yeah. when, when you see things aren't working, fix it or attempt to fix it, and they just they don't do that. How many times I'm, – I'm tired. I, have, I never want to write another article, but I'm going to because I'm going to have to, about snap counts. How often do we see is like, well, it just – the rotation just got away from us. I don't know why we only had this guy in for one play. Exactly. I mean, if, if you don't know the answer, you shouldn't be coaching the team. Jesus. It's like, Christ. oh, the, the game dictated – oh, so the game – the other team's dictating what we do. Basically right. is what you're saying. And that should yeah. never happen. That was their you, excuse. You for, yeah, that was Pete Carroll's excuse for, well, that's why we're not butting Jamal, because they're scheming against it. Well, then scheme against that. Could you what? imagine Richard Sherman saying, oh, yeah, the other team dictated play? <laughs> I mean, it's not really you know, <laughs> it's like that doesn't happen. I mean, sometimes that happens because the other team does out-prepare you. You're not going to win every game. But this shouldn't be your general view of how you scheme every game. That shouldn't be how you coach the defense. And we're we're talking about the defense still, and it's like, you know, again, they're they're it's weird because they're they're first in the league in yards. It's it's so random because they the overall defense yards per game because of that Derrick Henry game earlier in the season has skewed everything. But they're like not in the top half of the league as far as game yards given up per rush, but they're first in yards allowed per rush at 3.8. And it's like, they're, they're still way down. Their quarterback rating allowed is way down. It's in 24th, I think in the league and they're fourth in the league. And score. I mean, this is, you can't go off raw stats for this defense. Cause it's like, I don't know how they succeeded, but they have for whatever reason they have. And maybe it's cause they do, their red zone defense is really good. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. That's a big part of it. Then, but don't break, but it's not going to always work, obviously. But the offense is just, it's digress. And 10 point people are like, oh, you know, it's Russ's fault. Well, they still scored 10 points against the Rams. And that's not all Russ. Because you put yeah. in that what, what happens is they don't commit to the run. Rashad Penny, when he ran, yeah, he got stuffed a few times. And they did that third and six run where, and Russ didn't run at all. I have no idea what was happening with that, but yeah. And they had that third, That's but bizarre. Penny had some good runs, and DJ Dallas looked a little beastly when he got into that. He was moving the line. He was. And they ran that that first drive to start the second half, right. where they scored a touchdown. Eight out of the eleven, they ran eleven plays. Eight out of the eleven were runs, and then it's like, oh wait, better go back to passing the ball. And they came out down seventeen <laughs> to ten. <laughs> what? And 10 minutes left and 11 minutes left in the game. And it was like they ran a two minute offense. I mean, they weren't even that's, hurrying up, but they threw every down. It's like, what? What did that? There's the story no of the season. How often have they done this where they're behind by a touchdown or maybe 10 points, but it's third quarter or the beginning of the fourth and they're in panic mode. Yeah. And it's not just three passes and we're out. It's two of them are deep passes. Yeah, I mean, you've said it and you've written yeah, about on it. Yeah, third and three or second yeah, and three. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They need to pick up five and Russ throws for 30. Like, or tries to. And and, 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 that, and misses by five yards, either under or over or to the side. I mean, it's crazy. 
All this said, I'd still rather have Russ than Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Even back from COVID. Yeah, I would. Because whatever is going on, they'll fix it. God, we hope. But I can't imagine they won't. But honestly, I can't imagine what the problem is. Obviously, no one else can because they would have fixed it, like I said. But clearly something is off with Russ. Clearly. The guy does not miss. Th- I mean, yeah, okay, every game he has a couple throws like, what the hell was that? But it's a couple. It's not like half of them. And that's what it's been lately. Yep. And it used to be, oh, how the hell did he do that? Two throws. You know, now it's like, oh, why did he do that? Two yeah. Exactly. So, now it's true. If, if Tyler Lockett had been the game, we might have won the game because Tyler Lockett is he might be the best in the league at adjusting. To the throw. I mean, that guy is ridiculously good. And Wilson needs, he needed Doug Baldwin and Lockett's yeah. the same side. He needs those guys yeah. for whatever. I mean, DK, they just don't know what to do with DK, I don't think, which is a shame because it's like, I think they bought into the, oh, when he left college, you know, he, he only had a certain amount of route tree he could run, which was BS. And he's right. shown that that's BS. But it's like, they still don't know what to do with him. Like, they yeah. either, it's crossing. And and he he's actually has a higher catch percentage than he has the last couple of years. So it's not a DK thing. Yes, he has some drops, but they're yeah. not that many, and they're not enough to affect the game. And then but then they just oh can you go deep or hey go go deep and uh, you know I know you've got two defenders on you, but make a miraculous catch. Well, that's a, asking a lot for anybody. I don't care for Jerry Rice. Which which he he manages to accomplish every once in a while too. But I mean, but the ball's got to be in the right spot, and Russ is not doing that very often lately either. No, that's <laughs> that's the other trick. It's like yeah, he can go up for the ball, like way up for the ball, and yes, he cannot muscle uh, almost Godzilla because <laughs> guy's a physical freak. Yeah. But the ball's still got to be the right place for him to make that catch. And and ultimately, really though, is like. If there's two on him, like glue, there's somebody open, and yeah. Russ isn't finding them. Like you can't me. see him. You can't see him. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's any other way around him. He can't see. Him. <clears throat> and and several people were tweeting about. It. It's like, well, you know, he's five foot ten. It's like, guess what? He was five foot ten when he was making the Pro Bowl year after year after year. Yeah. It's like it's not like he shrank. It's because he's not moving in the pocket the same way he was. Yes. And he's. For whatever reason, he's in panic mode. He's not taking the time to see the field like he was. It's not his height, for Christ's sake. I mean, if he used to be 6'4", now he's 5'10". Well, yeah, <laughs> it's his height. That would be weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> this is the first year the Seahawks are going to finish in the last, because they are going to finish in the last. I mean, yeah. the 49ers are not going to lose their last two games. Um, well, I say that. If they do, great, whatever. But they're not going to lose their last two games. So this is the first year the Seahawks are going to finish in last since 1996 in their first losing season with Russell Wilson's quarterback. And it doesn't matter if he was quarterback in those three games. They would have lost two of them because the Saints and yeah. Steelers' defense are better than the Seahawks' offense, period. So it is what it is. But, um, I mean, there's it's, it's just a random uh, – AFC North, you got two – this these are the records of the teams shows to show NFL mediocrity. Bengals are eight and six. Ravens are eight and six. Steelers are seven six and one. The Browns are seven and eight. <laughs> I mean it's yeah. like uh, they're all right there. And then yeah. there's yeah, but I mean you're the Dolphins still have a chance, right? 
I know we oh. we're gonna end the show with some Dolphins call talk because they, hey, they've won six in a row. That must be yeah. real nice. Started off one and seven, <laughs> and reeled off six straight wins, which is insane. Now, uh, I'm not crazy enough to think they're gonna do anything if if they make the playoffs. But before playoffs, yeah, before yesterday, weren't 27 teams still in it? Yeah. I think I was like, <laughs> what the hell is going on with this season? Yeah, the Dolphins. I mean, partly it's the one extra game, but most of it's not. It's just there's a yeah. lot of mediocre teams. Yeah, exactly. Like like you said, the AFC North. Yeah, and, and teams that were racing away with it, like the Cardinals, like the Bills, you know, came crashing down to earth. Uh, teams that were struggling, the Colts, you know, picking things. It's just, it's a really strange season. Yeah, if the Dolphins make the playoffs, I mean, the way they're playing, yeah, they may win a playoff game. That would be awesome. They're not going to go all the way unless every other team comes down with COVID and they're playing guys off the street. <laughs> the NFL is perfectly fine with, clearly. I don't remember yeah. which team it is, but who's – and I'm not even talking about the Bears. Uh, some, some other team they're down to, you know, quarterback that, that's off the practice squad. is just, what the hell is going yep. on? Yep. And they seems they don't care about clearly don't care. Absolutely don't care. Or their players, obviously. <laughs> yeah, the uh, it was it was Washington last week that had and that guy actually ended up playing pretty decently. They lost, but he oh. played pretty decently. Um, and, and the Bears have Nick Foles as uh, it, Michael yeah. Sean Duger, who I think you and I have talked to like years ago. Right. Um, but. He 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 tweeted out, oh, Nick Foles is uh, starting for the Bears this week. And then he was like, honestly, I forgot Foles was even on the team. I was like, I did, too. I yeah, tweeted I that. I was like, yeah, I, I we forgot it, too. I had no idea. I'd rather than to sounds weird, but I'd rather face Justin Fields than Nick Foles. Oh, that's not weird at all. Absolutely. I'd rather face Justin Fields. Nick Foles is like, I don't know. I mean, crafty veteran. Oh, look, there's Nick Foles. I mean, and he's Colt better McCoy. than yeah, Jesus. Now that's a crafty veteran, at, at least when he's playing the Seahawks and about the only time. Yeah. Nick Foles is still a good player. I mean, yeah, he can't beat out the people who are ahead of him on the roster, obviously. The red rifle. How, <laughs> however, yeah, I'm not really comfortable with, well, it's the Seahawks of 2021. I'm not comfortable with him facing anybody, but Foles is, has a talent for coming up with the big moment, as we know. Uh, so that's I, – I still think the Seahawks will win because I'm hoping that Russ gets somehow gets some of his touch back. If he doesn't, you know, they could lose 3 nothing. Yep. <laughs> but – Yeah, I mean, it should be a low-scoring game. I mean, Nick Foles had, you know, had the great Super Bowl against the Patriots. He, he threw that one pass against the – the Patriots and the other Super Bowl where the guy caught the ball against his helmet. He had that one pass to Jackie Smith in the end zone that they would have gone to the Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl. If Jackie Smith had just caught it in the seventies. <laughs> like, what the hell is he talking? Nick Foles is a genius. <laughs> yeah, but he is a good quarterback. That one play where, where Tom Landry was like, no, Nick, no. And it was just, I don't know. Ran the wrong way. Um, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Russ gets it together. I mean, uh, he doesn't have to be perfect. 
I mean, for them to win, he just has to be good. And yeah. just hasn't been and good. And run the damn ball. Both he yeah, and the team. So bizarre. Well, Alex Collins is successful back. running the ball. Maybe we should yeah, slow it down. Yeah, slow it down. Alex Collins is back, and he's full strength and right where he was before, uh, according to Pete Carroll, which means he'll probably get like four carries. Actually, I was about to say he'll probably get four carries. I think Rashad Penny will probably get ten to lead the team. I was thinking seven, but yeah. Maybe, yeah. And then Collins will get four, and DJ Dallas will get five. Um, and after the game, they'll say, yeah, we needed to run the ball more. They're like, yeah, how about that? That's right. How many times they, have they lose 17 to 16. Um, <sighs> yep, exactly. Frustrating. Uh, one, um, we're going to end this on a Dolphins note, because I just was like, hey, and, uh, I like Todd. I want his team to win seven and seven. And then I was like, oh, there's the last three games they play. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. So I apologize. I mean, they may they may win all of them. They could win all of them. They've won six straight games. Anything's possible. But I was like, that's three tough teams in a row. The ways of the season is going though. Yeah, they're really bizarre that how the season played out is like they they bookend the Patriots. It's like, what the hell? That's your first game and your last. I've, I've seen a lot of teams do that. It's like, what? <laughs> who made the schedule? But I mean, the Dolphins are seven seven, and they finish with the eighty nine forty niners, the ninety three <laughs> Cowboy. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And then the Giants. They're much, with, they're, I mean. they're, much, they're much more likely to have a uh, losing record at the end of the season. But, you know, <clears throat> considering that they were one and seven, even if they lose the last three, uh, I mean, which I think they will. I think they'll pull off. Eh, they may pull off two of those. Uh, they're, they're on a roll. And, and the league is insane this year. So you should have fallen asleep after they were one and seven and then woken up after the last game and been like, oh, yeah, the Dolphins are the number one seed in the AFC. (laughs) Which I don't know if that's potentially it. it, Is that possible? It might be. (laughs) Well, the Chiefs have and it's funny you say that because the Chiefs have four losses, so they have to lose the rest of their games. But then but then the Dolphins play the Titans and the Patriots. So that would be a head to head thing. Yeah, I would be. So it's like all those Dolphins <laughs> fans listening. Say, oh, hey, what did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> he said it's not going to happen. <laughs> Anything's possible. It is. This this year, Jesus, anything is possible. My God. Yeah. Totally. Oh, well. That's our, that's our show. So thanks for listening. Hopefully the Seahawks get a win over the Bears. And then beat the Lions and then beat the Cardinals and finish eight and nine. It still feels like a lost season either way. Eight and nine doesn't sound good, but no, it isn't. I, I just like to not ha- see a double digit loss. Um, exactly. Season. So, anyway, go Hawks. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for four 99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply. See site for details.